0: follows the lives of two African-American boys from kindergarten to high school graduation. The film provides a rare look into black middle-class life while exploring the common hopes and hurdles of parents navigating their children's educational journey as the boys attend the prestigious and private Dalton School in Manhattan's Upper West Side. Turning the cameras on their sons and their son's best friend over a decade, Director parents, uh, Joe Brewster and Michelle Stevenson, provide an intimate look and personal look into race, identity, education, parenting, and the ever-growing black male achievement gap in America. I want to welcome to Film School the co-director of American Promise, Michelle Stevenson. Michelle, welcome to Film School.
1: Thank you. Happy to be here.
0: Well, thank you so much. And I, again, want to once again reiterate to you and to the the audience, this remarkable film. Um, it's had to have been a daunting endeavor for you over a 12- or 13-year period, um, uh, filming your own family and families of others. And we'll get into sort of how you were able to. You, you did more than just the two initially, uh, more than Idris and uh, and she- 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 Um So, anyway, tell me a little bit about what prompted you and uh, Joe Brewster to embark on this uh, amazing journey.
1: Well, um, initially, we were filmmakers before you know uh, we started um, our son at this at the, this school. But we we were um, we were attempting as parents. To really find the best choice for our son in terms of school, to to see how we could uh, um, um, bypass um, this black male achievement gap, or the 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 gap that exists around um, our son's ability to uh, our children's ability to perform um, as children of color, and. Dalton provided an opportunity and was embarking on this mission to diversify student body and really provide this individualized attention that we see, thought would be a, a remarkable experience. Mm-hmm. So when we entered there, both Joe and I, being public school, you know, uh, 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 educated um, adults, um, Ivy League university educated, but really not being exposed. To um, the rigors of college prep school and what that might take, we decided to turn the camera on, um, and we decided to have a 13-year piece with um, because we admired a lot of the work, the longitudinal work that was out there, whether it was Steve James's work mm-hmm. with Hoop Dreams, um, Michael Apted's Seven Up, and we really had faith in what the longitudinal project could bring to us. But little we knew initially that it was going to be for us this mosaic of of discovery where we brought in uh... other three other girls who were in the project who were in the same kindergarten class as idris and shayon and um... as the girls um... dropped out of the project because they were becoming more self-conscious and and um... had other interests we were left with the two boys Mm -hmm. but what happened along the way is we realized that the choices that we made to kind of avoid um, um, the uh, pitfalls of of, of uh, discrimination and dis- a racial achievement gap, we actually ended up falling into it mm-hmm. um, when middle school hit with our son and Cheon, you know, um, um, being confronted with issues of perception that really affected their performance and affected how we ended up starting to advocate for our child. And we realized then as filmmakers that the story was taking a profound turn, Mm -hmm. but that as parents, we were in the thick of it as well. Um, So we made a decision, um, perhaps naively, to keep the cameras on. Mm. Um, and, um, And here we are today, 13 years later, um um with a document where all of our vulnerabilities are exposed yeah. but we feel that in some ways it's for the better and it's not just for the better i i, I would like to, to to um to say that the camera became a therapeutic agent for us mm. as we went through these years as well we went places with the camera that maybe we would not have gone without the camera, yeah. but that were necessary for our sons to be more self-reflective about the, what they were experiencing, for us as parents at times to take, you know, uh, uh, um, a, a, a second look at ourselves and at what was going on.
0: Now, I, again, I think that's an important point you, the, that this you, you shot over eight hundred. Hours of footage in the course of this making this film, um, you really put your family um, on display. On you, you uh, pull back the curtains on so much of your own lives in this, as well as uh, the lives of the summer family. Um, it, it, and also, um, I just want in terms of the your perception uh, when you were living this experience uh, of this. What I would. Watching the film, what I would refer to as subtle, very subtle, even almost, um, let's see, logical it's not the right word I'm looking for, these, these small decisions that are made in the course of, of, of the kids being at Dalton and, uh, and perceptions, are, they, they're almost imperceptible. Except that in a, in a film like yours, you get to distill it down and you can see it more clearly. But did it, did it feel imperceptible at the time? Or what was your perception living it and then going back and reviewing it, seeing the footage? And as you put it together, were there was there a clear distinction in the way you saw things after the fact or during it? I'm trying to get to how did you see it then and how was watching this later on affected your, your, your judgment of it?
1: Well, while we were while we were experiencing, we were really in the thick of what some experts have called, you know, the consequences of implicit bias. What you were talking about, these subtleties of 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 consequences, and what implicit bias means, it's really um, the 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 sometimes racialized consequences of our best intentions uh, and actions that we all internalize because we live in a society that is still racialized. Mm. So we as parents were really, you know, I wouldn't say in a war, but in, 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 we were in the thick of it trying to figure it out. Mm. And we actually at those times sometimes had the camera, but sometimes gave the camera to our friends who were part of the process and part of our team. And um, I think what we were processing at the moment was really um, about... Our individual interaction with our son, and what were we going to do to make things better at that moment? Mm-hmm. Um, what happened, and the benefit of documenting that over the years is that when we were, when we took a step back in the edit room and looked at this material, we realized that we had a central theme around what we wanted to construct, and it was about combating this implicit bias that that it permeates us all through telling the story of these boys, so that at the end, you know, they can really be taken for who they are, and that we can really shed light on the complicated nature of these discussions that we have to have. Because what has happened here for us as parents that we kind of realized later in the process through the history that we experienced, really, is knowing that we have a son, where we would love to be able to nurture and have high demands on him, where he can realize the potential and maybe have the possibility of becoming a Barack Obama, but right at the same time, understanding that there are forces out there where he could also live a tragedy of Trayvon Martin. Right. And for us, we were living that at that moment where it was middle school through high school, and even our intensity, this was the backdrop of what we were doing. Right. but what it allowed us as filmmakers later is to really construct a story that allowed um, um, an exposure of that that nobody really gets to see at that at, at, at such an intimate level.
0: Yeah, and when I say logic, I mean. And I, what I want to be more specific when I say this, lo- I mean an internal logic, and just as you described it, this kind of um, how did you put it the, the bias? What was the word? You, you implicit,
1: know, bias, implicit, implicit bias. Implicit bias.
0: Yeah, that's it. And and there are so many instances. There's a, a, a number of uh, of uh, segments in the film where uh, you're able to illustrate through the through their through the, through their lives that just the the real the on the ground reality of the, that uh, I was, I'm thinking of the school teacher who is uh, who is uh, they're I think in eighth or ninth grade at this point um, where he's he's asking each one of the students in the classroom where they're from and he, they're right, going through the, right. how they're white 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 I mean it's just a it, I don't want to give too much away. I want people to see the film, but but I it's just there are certain things like that, and there are a number of them. That's not just that one. There's a number of these sort of things that you. It's this incremental, very subtle way that things are sort of steered for for mm-hmm. kids like uh, Idris and 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 Seishun. Um Shayon, I'm sorry, Uh, and that just make it uh, just. uh, And this is the stuff people, the academics can talk all they want about, you know, the statistics and this and that. But it's a film like this where you see it. Two very bright kids, two, two very engaging personalities, obviously. Uh, capable and just wonderful people. And you can see how these things wear on you and as parents as well, how they wear on these. It, it's just, uh, I, I don't even know if I have a question here. I just wanted to just say it because it's <laughs> just, it's it's such yeah, a. I, go ahead.
1: I, I do hope that, you know, um, as people watch the film, we can come out with a sense of, of uh, the need. To be able to um, uh, uh, support our boys in a way that they yeah. can become resilient yeah. to the effects of the biases that they that they experience, and I think um, that's part of what our education, the education and parenting that we do, needs to be about, so they can they because we are not going to be protected. Uh, whether it's at a place like Dalton, where it's at the job place, where it, whether it's in the film industry um, or in the playground, um, we face these uh, these biases because it's part of the fabric of our society. Yeah. But, but there is a way for us to be able to build a certain resiliency within our boys so that when they face and confront these issues, they can... Um, um, they can become better people in the process as we're able to unpack and discuss them and, 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 and give them the experience and support that allows them to, um, um, to distill this in a way that makes them stronger.
0: Yeah. Well, well again, uh, uh, we're speaking with Michelle Stevenson, the co-director, along with Joe Brewster, of the remarkable documentary called American Promise, uh, Success is Our Only Option. I don't. Is that just sort of a tag to it, or is that actually part of the title, Success is Our Only Option? It? It's a tag. It's a tag.
1: And it dials back to this idea of, of resiliency, but also the idea that, uh, um, you know, coming of age and, and, and being able to articulate and, and have a strong sense of self is a long-term project where everyone needs to come at the table. I like the idea of also, and still we rise, because the idea that... Um, 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 we cannot be necessarily shielded from these experiences, but it's really about how we handle them and and and, and turn them into ways that um, um, give us the possibility to lead productive and, and and happy lives in spite of these obstacles.
0: Yeah, and it, what what another fascinating insight that American Promise provides as a as a, a viewer for me is, uh, you know, there's a point, and again, uh, chronologically, I'm not certain exactly at where this came up, but. Um, uh, in which, you know, kids, they internalize their parents' values in some ways. They act out in that in such a way that, uh, it just becomes sort of unfiltered. And I, at one point, uh, your husband, Joe, is, is talking with, uh, Idris about, uh, some experiences at school and, um, uh, uh, and, you know, it's in a way they're sort of bemoaning the fact that their, their friends are kind of being, or they seem to break down along, uh, racial lines. Uh, at school, and then when Idris says something to the effect, "Wouldn't it be easier if I was white?" Now I may be paraphrasing that incorrectly. Mm-hmm. What I like, what I love about that particular scene and, and and Joe's interaction with with Idris is that you leave the question open. <laughs> you, you don't. We don't get an answer from from either one of them. It's just the question is out there, and, and it and it permeates so much of what. It's just a. It, there's so many remarkable moments in this film that just. Are just it's a beautiful film <laughs> so oh, well thank you now what, what's what has been uh the reaction on the porta of uh Cheyenne and Idris to the film have, have they have, obviously they i'm sure they 've seen it how did oh, they ref, yes, how yes. do they reflect on on their experience now that they're in college uh, uh well
1: on the film they I think, quite frankly, maybe at least Idris expressed this at the New York Film Festival when we were at the Q&A that, you know, the camera was around him. It was just his parents. He didn't think the film was going to be as good as it turned out <laughs> because he felt, you know, he, he said, oh, these are my parents. They're bugging me with the camera. But it's not. I don't think he had a sense back then of, of, of what we were going to be able to construct out of, out of the material. Um, so he's very happy with it. Shayon, um, was a little shyer with the camera, yeah. but there was a point where we did give him a camera to shoot during high school and that actually makes him part of the film yeah. to give him more agency in the process. And and um, they were very happy when they first screened it at the end. Um, and they've become uh, champions of the film and advocates for the film um, they are you know they've been doing interviews, they're also doing uh, facilitated workshop discussions with uh, with youth in safe spaces where they discuss elements of the film and their own reactions to those experiences that have been really very um, um heartwarming and have created some really strong um, constructive discussions in these safe spaces. Um, that we're encouraging to uh, to happen um, uh, even more after the theatrical um, uh, next year so we can keep the dialogue going yeah. so they've really embraced embraced um, the film the project and the community work that we'll be doing with it
0: it's just yeah and i I'm so, I'm very I'm just... Great to hear, um, the re- and, and I, it's completely understandable. You got a camera in your face, you know, for most of your life. Mm-hmm. It's got to be, you know, it's got to be something that you just sort of put put a, aside in terms of y- your reactions. But the the. It's. I,
1: I do want to just uh, yeah. uh, clarify. You know, we did have 800 hours. This is, but this is over 13 years, Right. and it really comes to uh, perhaps an average of one hour a month. No. Oh, and okay. they were in fits and starts, and this is amongst all the families in the schools. If you if you boil it down in terms of uh, right. the amount of uh, 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 material that we shot, so it, while the film. And maybe maybe that's part of what could be you know termed as successful about the film. It gives you a sense that the camera's there all the time, yeah. when in reality it wasn't, and there were actually times and years uh, actually that that um, um, we didn't film. We put the camera down right. that were important moments actually to build more trust with the families, with the schools yeah. um, in the process. So well, um, yeah,
0: well, well, the film certainly. Has uh, a, a an arc to it. Um, however much you filmed of it, you you definitely get a sense of them as as uh, kids uh, trying to get through school, trying to do their best, struggling with all the the stuff that everyone struggles with as a family, and you know the hyper competitive reality of trying to get your kids into these uh, these elite schools. It's just it's wonderful. And unfortunately, we've just kind of run out of time, Michelle. I want to let our listeners know that uh, American Promise opens next. Uh, Friday, that would be the 25th, at the uh, Beverly Hills Music Hall Theater, and also at the Lemley Playhouse 7 in Pasadena. Uh, You're going to be out here for some of that, I believe?
1: Yes, Joe and I will be at the Q&As in Beverly Hills, and then we will be in Pasadena with Idris at our Q&A in the evening on Saturday evening.
0: Well, everyone, everyone should see this. This is a, this is you know again you know reaching for the kind of hoop dreams level, and you know you you mentioned seven up series. it's just a terrific documentary and a terrific film. And, Mike, congratulations to yourself yeah. and Joe and everyone. It, uh, and the reaction's been great. Sundance, uh, a winner at the Sundance Film Festival, full-frame uh, winner as well, full-frame documentary film yes. festival. Um, Well-deserved.
1: And actually, uh, our co, uh, my co-director and husband and partner in crime, Joe Brewster, is a native uh, Angelino from Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So oh. it'll be a bit of a home crowd. The screening. He well, went to Crenshaw High School, so fantastic. it'll be a, 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 we'll be happy to be in town.
0: Oh, good. Well, I'd, I'd be happy to, uh, I'd love to meet you, uh, uh, and I uh, hope to get a chance, and uh, congratulations.
1: Thank you so much.